simple support mission, they said. It's a fake what you found. Fake, sir? A dummy. We think it's a dry run. Nothing's ever really that simple, though. They're building a weapon. What we know about it so far scares the shit out of us. What we don't know scares us a lot fucking more. We want you to do what you do best. Be unorthodox. Be lethal. Can you do that for me? We can do that, sir. Fucking inspiring trailer. God, I love that song. I want a shotgun guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, guys, welcome. This is Platforms Episode 23. We are uh, live eventually uh, to explain to anyone why we're kicking off 25 minutes later. I swear we have a new excuse every single week. But this week we are actually beyond the control of this. Uh, the local node for our internet provider went down and we only got it back kind of three minutes before we were supposed to kick off. And so to quote are... Ghostbusters, it's not my fault! <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, you're probably wondering who we are. This is Platforms. Uh, we are a gaming podcast. What's different between us and everyone else? Me. Is that we swear a lot, we curse, and we uh, um, we try to be as honest and brutal towards whatever we're talking about as possible. Um, I am, of course, one of your hosts. I am Josh Philpot. I am here every week without fail, come sickness or health. Um, and this week, we celebrate the return of Dave and his unique brand of humor. Dave, welcome back. How does it feel? It was really quiet without you last week. I mean, they, the guys managed to fill in for most of it, but... Uh, no, they didn't. How does, it, how does it feel to be back? Well, I had to listen to last week's show. You were not bad. Uh, Nacho and Job were shit. Um, seriously, Nacho, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if we can have you back on the show. Oh, come that on. Was, that was... Um, I don't know. I, my, my grandmother's been dead for 10 years, but I could reanimate her corpse oh. and make her more entertaining than you were. Oh, oh come now. Um, okay, That's maybe hard. I'm laying it on a little bit thick. Uh, I did listen to the show uh, last week, as I told uh, Josh. I may have been slaughtered at 4 a.m. in uh, San Francisco <laughs> at the time. Uh, it seemed okay. It seemed everyone was in agreement that Heavy Rain is indeed shit. Uh, sorry, chat room. Oh, no, it's wonderful. Come on, bring it, bring it. I'm waiting for it all now. You, you can story, feel free. It's awesome. It's great. It's a choose-your-own-fucking-adventure. Right. Get over it. Sorry, okay, I'm cool. done. We, we reviewed that last week. Yes. But anyway, thanks. The quiet guy sitting next to you in the other seat is Denny. Denny, it is great to have you back. Thank you for coming on, as you, uh, as you do for no us. And um, the reason we have Denny on is obviously, as you saw the trailer in the start, we will be doing Bad Company 2 as our review for this week. And what we like to do whenever we have a game of uh, much competitiveness is to bring Denny on because Denny is our, uh, of course, a resident, um, I don't know, what would we call you, uh, resident first-person shooter extraordinaire? 
That'll do. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, he's an cool. awesome point and clicker. <laughs> exactly, and he will be yes. uh, he will be running us through um, some that, some that do's and don'ts and uh, and how the uh, how the internet play is for this particular game. So we will Damn come right. back to that later. Of course, I am not this time going to forget to talk about everyone else that is on the show behind the magic and the fact that there is only a few people in this world that can get a show ready in four minutes. But behind <laughs> oh my it, god, you remembered. <laughs> uh, but yes, I had to write it down on a piece of paper. But I actually managed. To, uh, I actually managed to remember, Dave, and I love your uh, lower third down below that says, I hate it when things don't work, which finally, ironically, you had there from an old show no, before we the, actually... No, from this morning, because I was having trouble with my computer this morning, and then... And you wrote it up then. I wrote it up then. And now it became... It, yeah, so it's your fault. It became, it became, <laughs> Murphy's Law came and just took a dump on the show because of you. Baby. It became even more relevant by this afternoon. <laughs> and um, so, anyway, and of course, um, a special mention to uh, the man behind the chat room, the man behind it all, making sure that you guys behave, or at least are less Yeah, I got, a, ca- I got a camera for him too. There it is. <laughs> but anyway um, Shane there making sure uh, that everyone behaves so if any of you and are bad and to be honest the chat room really does like it when Shane gets behind them and backs them I'm going to move on from that comment mm. and say um, thanks obviously for uh, joining us guys we understand that we have had a terrible couple of weeks for technical problems and, and, and without me but funnily enough mm. only on this show only on the this last show. Two, the last two other shows, we had perfect stream, not yep, a breakup, right. nothing. Somebody, somebody hates our show. <laughs> it's and, Monday nights. I have, to, I have to mention this. Digi just said that uh, Shane is uh, our version of the Stig. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. I, I think we may have to get T-shirts made up that I am Nexus eighty one, <laughs> <laughs> and there's just a blank thing insert picture here. That's right. Um, all right, guys. Well, anyway, listen. As uh, some of you will know, and people that are new to the uh, new to the show don't know, uh, Dave has been away. He has been overseas uh, for a paid. Uh, job that you had yeah, to do Yeah, he was for away a magazine. for a up, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> he may have spent most of the very, time between that. <laughs> and um, Dave, of course, has been um, over there and managed to get to GDC. And um, we thought we'd just give you, you know, five minutes to run to run us through just what it was like and how your trip was, man. Run the- All right, well, well, just, just to let everyone know that this is what you get, the little GDC thing. Hold it up to the camera behind you, actually. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Now we can yeah. all see it. There it is. And uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, the Actually, it was not great. I mean, if you're a programmer, it was fantastic. <laughs> if you're a media guy like me, you just walk in and go, wow. <laughs> and These I are mean, all the people seriously. you try and avoid. This, this was the ID that I used. See if I can I can get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> For anyone that's uh, downloaded the audio, uh, Dave is holding up to the camera the McLovin ID, which he had slotted into his GDC. I had thing. that slotted in because it was just ridiculous. Like we'd we'd be walking around. It'd be uh, Joel from Warner Brothers who who took me out. And before anyone asks, I can't talk about two of the three games that I saw. I will talk about them in an upcoming show, but I can't talk about them now. Uh, and uh, we were w- walking around San Francisco, and there were just waves of like guys with fucking Mario t-shirts saying I'd hit that and Super Surfer t-shirts and there was like 18 comic book guys in a row and they all had these fucking badges on like uh, you know I said it before the show it was like it was a purple heart or something and they were walking around and they had their GDC t-shirts and their GDC bag 
And we were walking, and I was ashamed as a games journalist to walk past. I was like, oh, fuck these guys again. You know, just like, you know, neck fat and, and hair down their neck and none on their head. And it was just, it was just like uber nerdgasm everywhere. Um, we walked around the GDC for a, a couple of hours, and the only thing that grabbed my attention was Super Stardust in 3D. Nice. Which grabbed my attention for about 15 seconds. Uh, to be honest, the three hot blonde booth babes grabbed my attention for longer than anything in the entire GDC. That's, that sounds very much yeah. like you. But I uh, ended up going to uh, uh, stayed in San Francisco and saw one unmentionable game. And uh, then I did see uh, Harry Potter Lego. <laughs> which actually was really, really cool. And my really son cool. is really hanging out for I'm kind of hanging out for it too. It's got a, a little spell wheel on it, and there's about ten different spells. It's very puzzle-oriented, and a lot of uh, toing and froing backwards and forwards, that sort of shit. But uh, it looks really good. I'll have a more expansive thing when I can talk about the other games. And then I went to Seattle to see another game, which I can't talk about. Um, I'm oh, sorry, guys. You, aren't you? Yeah, really? I, I would love. Well, I, I can talk about it, but then this will be the last trip I go on for <laughs> Warner Brothers or anyone else. The joys of non-disclosure agreements. Uh, um, but yeah, I, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'm back. Uh, unlike Josh, uh, I am a popular journalist, so I will get sent away on these type of things rather than just languishing here, masturbating in a corner. Yeah, wow. Wow. Just, wow. Dave, hey, Josh. Yeah. Dave's back. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave is back. Um, anyway, uh, I thought just before we move on to anything else, I would just run over one more thing for everyone, which is uh, what I did this week. Um, Nobody cares. Uh, yeah, which, uh, you know what, Dave? You're not the only person here, so shut the fuck up and sit down. Um, I got the joy. Risky, are we? <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just counteracting your uh, comment. Um, uh, I got the, uh, the privilege, um, thanks to uh, Heather from Nintendo. Thank you very much, Heather. Uh, to go oh. and see um, uh, the new Monster Hunter game out at... Hmm? Clink. Clink, yes. <laughs> Put another dollar in the jar. I just said it again. Um, we got to go and see it out at um, an island out on the harbour in Sydney. Uh, it was really, really good fun. It was an incredibly well put together event. Um, they had basically set up the entire thing on the inside of um, the um, connecting hallway, which actually goes through the rock. So it was just this giant, it was just this giant cavern. Through the rock. It was just like a mine shaft, and they had just set up all the consoles inside there. It was all dark, and then they had the consoles running along the thing. They were all connected via network, and we got to play that a bit. They did a video presentation, and of course there was alcohol like there is at all good events. Mm. Um, it was a fantastic event, very well put on. The game looks as good as it was. The only unfortunate thing for me was it was the same demo I'd played uh, about a year earlier. But listen, um, everyone else got to have a go of it, and it was interesting to play it with the four people. It seems to be a lot better um, connectivity than the PSP version. I was very impressed with what I saw. The graphics are very nice for a Wii game. And of course, the one thing which I um, didn't get a picture for um, is the interesting thing that Nintendo have kind of decided they're going to um, give up the classic controller and give everybody a PlayStation controller instead because they have what's called the Classic Controller Pro, which is coming out. It looks almost identical to a PlayStation controller. It's still the round shape, but it has the two off-coming uh, holders on the side. It has four buttons on the back and two control sticks. Darren, like nothing is wow. not original. Fancy that. No, but look, I have to say that um, the controller is a perfect um, thing for something like Monster Hunter, and um, I know that we are trying to make a push with the black uh, consoles and so on and so forth to try and grasp some of the hardcore market that they've kind of lost. Um, and uh, I, I say good to them, and I'm interested to see how that works out. 
Now, I did have one question I do want to ask you about mm-hmm. the event, and it's yeah. probably the most important thing was, how did Heather look? Uh, Heather looked fantastic. She always does. She, she always does. Okay. She That's is it. a wonderful girl. I'm done. And um, she, was, uh, she was networking uh, like crazy, running up and down the hallways, so I think I talked to her She's for a quite of two sprightly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but look, good for her, um, and uh, great event. I give them props. It's probably the best Nintendo event I've been to in a while, and um, I have to say that they, uh, they put it on well, and I'm very, very impressed. Nice. All right. Well, look, anyway, we may as well cut into some news now, um, uh, which is, of course, starting with the fact that uh, there is a new DS apparently on the horizon. Now, this is, of course, rumor control at this stage, but um, there are certain rumors that I won't add into the show notes and certain rumors I would. And when you get a rumor with enough backstory that what it's talking about is more than probably true, um, GDC has had people walking around letting out little pieces of gossip, which... Uh, I have a story to add as well after this one of something that I posted on Platform's page that I just remembered. Now. Okay, cool. Well, we'll let you uh, run through that in just a sec. Well, thank um, you. Uh, basically, there has been rumours that some developers that will remain unnamed have been working on some new titles for a new DS. Um, the only things that we really know at this stage are um, that the controls apparently are going to be similar to an iPhone, so touch touch (laughs) yeah um okay cool i guess you know uh, it will have the uh motion controls and it will have an accelerometer i believe is the word um and they have also said that more than probably the nvidia tigra chip which is in the uh wii and the uh gamecube is going to be in the new ds but the keep in mind the new nvidia tigra chips apparently run ue3 UE3? Yes. Unreal 3? Yep. Wow. Not, okay. Not yeah, but are they, saving, are they saving those chips for a new Wii, or are they going to put those into a DS? Well, from what I know, the new Tegra chip was designed for the handhelds, because I remember oh, Tim really? Sweeney a couple of months ago did a developer talk about it, because he was developing mm-hmm. the tech behind it, and they managed to get um, UE3, like a deathmatch game, running at 30 frames on it, on mm-hmm. a mobile phone. That's pretty cool. Well, um, I'm, all I'm hoping is that they're using the accelerometer technology purely for screen rotation and not for game control because yeah. all of the games that have come out on iPhone using that are real dogs. Yeah, no, they're um, really but terrible. But Nintendo has released for the DS, the current DS, a cartridge of ebooks, um, like classic ebooks. And of course, if you had a motion, if you had an accelerometer in there, you could turn it up on end and get the books to display in two pages Mm. which would make sense Um, but I have this horrible feeling they're going to start releasing accelerometer games and boy those are a pain (laughs) (laughs) well look we'll see we'll see how it goes Um, I believe um, I was just talking with Shane because this also may be in um, sort of a direct line of the fact that iPhone has recently been showing off some uh, UT stuff hasn't it um, so that will be interesting. We seem to be getting more and more intense first-person shooter action on hand. Well, there's also supposed to be that game that's coming out, and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. But there's a, uh, is it Nova? It's Nova, Nova 2. for it's, the iPad? But it's Nova 2, I think yeah. it is. Yes, yeah, Nova exactly. 2, which they're developing a full, um, full touch screen for, the fir- for a first-person shooter. It's the yeah. first one of its kind, mm. where you'll actually be able to do things like when you have to open doors, you actually literally grab the screen and open the doors and stuff like that. So it's intriguing what they're doing with it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, Me. 
<laughs> yes, Dave. You. Sorry, I was just falling asleep while you guys were talking about that other stuff, so I thought I'd perk myself back up. All right. All right um, uh, while I had seen a undisclosed game at an undisclosed event. I'm glad uh, we came back to you for some really hard. Yes. We were taking the lift down and we were giving impressions and ideas on this game to uh, Joel from Warner Brothers. And the lift stops and in walks Peter Molyneux. Which I'm pretty sure we made the uh, we made the pact that if we saw him, we were going to hit him. Well, I, I was thinking about it, but he had some fairly burly individuals with him, and oh, uh, right. yeah, and, uh, and and I was looking at him, and and we just kept talking like there was nothing, and then Joel just looked at me and he was like, <laughs> "Can you mind not talking about the unannounced game in front of <laughs> fucking this guy?" And um, yeah, uh, he he looked at us and he was like, "Oh." Don't stop talking on my account. <laughs> and all that was running Wanker. through my head was I wanted to punch him in the face and go, why are you fucking up Fable 3? But for some reason, and this is so not like me, I, 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 I was actually almost, I wouldn't say starstruck, but I was like dumbfounded that he'd said that. And I was just like, uh, and then he'd walked out and he was gone before I could. Oh, man, it sucks when that happens. Yeah. You, you, you get already in your head, but it just doesn't work. Um, quick thing about him. The, you know that he has a fake Twitter page? Someone made like a fake Twitter page of his? No, the no. Tw- you have to see it. It's hilarious. It's like, <laughs> it says, what if a game had 250,000 buttons mapped to one button? There's, <laughs> There's like hundreds of little things like that. It's the more I hear about Fable 3, the more awesome. pissed off I get. It's oh, just yeah. like, you know, we're going to make it less RPG and more user-friendly. And you know what? You may not even quest. You'll just stand there and fart and burp and do things <laughs> and, and have a kid. And I, I can do that in real life. I don't yeah. care. Like, I mean, this yeah, you game want, just you want to do all those get... things, go play Second Life. Yeah. yeah. Go play all... GTA 4. You know? Every you single one shit. of these things he keeps adding into this game seem to make the world more and more depressing. It's like you get a kid, yeah. and then your kid can also have an effect on your life. And you're like, I, I don't want to have kids, let alone have them running around and being like, you owe me money for like the five years you've Where's been my away. Allowance? I want I want to see the expression where it's like beat your kid and I'll just be there. <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to fucking talk back to me. <laughs> but you know, of course it won't do that. It'll be like buy him a lo- lollipop, put on a puppet show, you know, dance and skip and fucking oh. stupid shit. Yeah, you, probably. Molly, can't, I hope you die. Back, back um, up anyway. in the chat room, what's to know? Did you ask him when he was going to actually make an RPG? Uh, uh, actually, to date, <laughs> to nice date uh, I don't believe he actually has made an RPG. Um, well, we'll see later on in the piece. Okay, um, guys, the next piece of news comes to me actually um, through someone else. Um, and I was just uh, going to put this out as a small thing just to let people know this is actually for all those parents out there that walked into the store when I worked at a gaming store and asked me for these this is for all those people that got angry when I told them that these things were not available for sale because they're illegal and and (laughs) in a game store day really okay well Um, Natal and this also of course goes out for every single person that would then ask me how to use them and come into my store and ask. R4s, right? The device which goes into a DS is not legal. Okay? Like him if you will. I have no problem with that. Don't walk into a game store and ask for one because you are asking us. I used to love the conversation. You're like, you mean that device where you copy the games instead of buying them? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> anyway, um, it's interesting to know that it seems like the crackdown is coming a lot more intensely than it used to be. Um, we got a message saying that basically um, that Nintendo confirms that Australian Customs and Border Protection Services 
have confiscated that episode of Border Patrol. Exactly, have confiscated large quantities of these devices coming into Australia. What are they? Guns, drugs, <clears throat> DS chips? No. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So it seems like the crackdown is coming harder, and it looks like uh, there may be less and less available places to actually get them from. So it's interesting to uh, to hear that this is coming with so much more intensity than it was before. It's like and walking into the cinema going, do you know where I can get a bootleg copy of the film I, you're showing I know, right now? I know, right? <laughs> like, where does or the mind said, wait, connect the, these two when points? You go into, when you go into the, those, those DVD sale shops and they have the blank discs right now, oh, wait a minute, they do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what but I'd it's like not exactly is... advertised as, as device to copy DS games. Just what you need to do is walk into your local JB, right? Mm. Just pick any DVD off the shelf off, go into their computer section, just slam it in the drive, oh. rip it right there, <laughs> then grab a disc off the shelf, put a blank one in there and just copy it right there and walk Mildly off topic, Dave, but you're going to love this. I was working at uh, this, the, cor- the store I currently work at, and um, I work in the computer section, and a guy's walked up to ask me a question about computer-related appliances. He was directed from the DVDs guy. Anyway, the guy is holding in his hand a copy of Married with Children, the first season, right? Now, he's holding this in his hand. Excellent choice. And he walks up to me, and he goes, Hey, mate, where are your blank DVDs? I'm going to need dual air ones. And I'm like, all right, here they are. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, we only sell them in singles. And he's like, oh, that's all right. Um, uh, yeah, I'll just take them anyway. And I'm like, all right, man, how many are you going to need? And I swear to God, this is exactly what he did. He turns it over, he looks at the back and goes... Mm. Five. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not stop laughing after that. I was like, "Well played, mate. Well played." There's absolutely no, um, there's no shame in that. Does, does it have a, uh, a like a no questions out return, uh, return policy? Return because policy? Then, no. Because then I'd go out, I'd buy the DVD, a laptop, and the disc, <laughs> and, and then just, just sit in the food court and rip it right there, and then come. Ah, oh, I don't actually need it anymore. It's fine. Oh no, no, Nacho. He didn't ask, but um, it's probably a good thing. I hope he doesn't try and return them because there is no return policy where I work. Let me just say that us here at Platforms, we do not advocate piracing video games. If you want to do DVD shit like that, no problem. <laughs> we don't care about that. But no, we don't. Video we don't. games. We don't like that either. But anyway, um, okay, the next one I'm actually going to flick over to Dave because as much as I do have a bit of um, knowledge on the subject, uh, Dave, I believe you actually got to see one of these. Mm. Am I correct? Mm. Um, All right, well, look, we're going to have a little bit of a talk, and uh, what we're going to do before we talk about it is show it to you because it is a beautiful device. An absolutely beautiful device. This is PlayStation 3's new motion controller. It looks like a nipple. It looks like... It looks a like a toy. lightsaber with a nipple on top. <laughs> it's um. I'm sorry. It looks like a female pleasure device myself. So it's um. I it's don't know. Impressive. It's the, the, the nubbin's a little small, but you know, hey, may, maybe it, they should be they should be calling this the PS circumcised motion controller, <laughs> which applies only if you're Jewish. Only lets played if you're Jewish. Digital Angel says, "Wow, that looked like my new favorite toy." <laughs> well, digital, you'll be happy to know that you actually get two of them. <laughs> oh god so you can just Dave think stop of the combinations. just stop right there Dave right. okay um, I am going to say the things that we mm. the things that we know about it so far is that it works in conjunction with the iToy am I correct uh, yeah, sure. Uh, of course it does. <laughs> Dave, well researched, well researched. Oh, oh course, I'm sorry, I didn't have the list of questions you were going to fucking ask me on. The well, thing. that one was pretty obvious, I would have thought. But anyway, no. look, um, the other thing yes, that I does. want to mention is... it does is, work with the iToy. Um, the other thing that they have uh, quoted, uh, well, one of Sony has quoted, is this thing will be accurate enough to play StarCraft 2 with. Wow, okay. Nobody's going to play StarCraft 2 anyway, so it's fun. Yeah, we don't hey. care about that. 
Alright, so anyway, moving on. Dave, is there anything you'd like to tell us about Yes, this? look, I, I did watch this thing uh, in action and uh, it looks really, really cool. I don't know how far they're going to go with the applications for it, but uh, I saw uh, an archery game which didn't look gay. Uh, I saw, actually, there was, there was a, a lot of, uh, like a sort of um, fight clubby type of game where you had the guy actually holding the two controllers like that. And, and he fully had the motion of, you know, going up against the opponent. It looked very, very cool. Uh, the, what else was there? Uh, there seemed to be some sort of gladiator sword and sorcery type thing where one of them you were using as a shield mm. and the other one you had uh, your sword going on. And there was even a, um, it looked like a third person shooter. Mm. And I wasn't sure how it all worked. I'm not that smart. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't it uh, SOCOM? SOCOM, yeah, yeah, SOCOM's uh, the one that they're supposed to be. Maybe it was Millhouse. Yeah. Maybe it was. Um, But I have to say, I'm quite excited about the applications for this. Uh, uh, It's basically looking to me like, uh, you know, the big boys are going, fuck you, Nintendo. Uh, And uh, we are going to take all of your people and, you know, it's like, well, you don't really need to be able to play, uh, you know, use a controller to play video games. Well, here you go. All this shit and box and crap and all of well, that. Well, look, right? I'm, I'm interested to see uh, how well it goes. It is pretty awesome, but uh, we will see we will see exactly um, how it goes the closer it gets. I've seen two videos and a live demonstration of this. Um, all of them actually look really good, and I will be interested to see whether or not this is the Nintendo killer. And it could be if it really, really pushes the envelope. I'm more well intrigued enough. to see what their response is going to be. Uh, if, yeah. if Nintendo have something that they've sort of been keeping on the back burner in response. Because, I mean, anyone uh, who's at least slightly savvy in marketing knows that if you come up with a good idea, everybody's just going to rape you for it and take the shit. And so, you know, they, they've got to have something in the background. Because from what they're, what I saw, it's like Blu-ray high-definition graphics mm. with everything that the Wii does now, except it actually works. <laughs> Um, without all the bullshit shovelware and crap like that. So, you know, I am pretty excited to see uh, what the applications are. But then again, as I said, uh, it it looks great. Now I'd like to see, you know, see it in action, actually get a demo and get a hands-on. Wonderful. I'm like, I'm just not happy with motion control in general. I want it to go away already. Really? Yes, I dislike it completely. Well, is it, but... uh, What if it had, like, a a, a left-click and a right-click button on it? Would that make it better for you? No. So, are you worried about your own hand-eye coordination responses? No, it's just... It doesn't interest me. Like, I've kind of grown up on the prospect of when you play a game, you sit down and enjoy it, and you get sucked into it, not get up, wave your hands around like a retard and tie yourself after work. But isn't that that a little uh, shallow of you, dude? Isn't it worth... And how uh, can you enjoy a game on PC? I've tried the Wii. I hate the fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone knows I hate the fucking thing. Yeah. But I'll give PlayStation Move a chance, because if it's one-to-one, and if it's really responsive, and mm. it's actually, like like you said, it actually fucking works, yeah, yeah I might give it a go. But well, I mean, I think that's really... Um, I, I, I think it's really what we're trying to get to in the yeah. thing, is we want to get the controller working properly. But we have more on an interesting story about that later. What we're going to do now is we're going to change things up a bit and we're going to chuck up a video. Um, Anyone that hasn't seen this, uh, you are a really sad person because um, as much as none of this is gameplay, uh, the video has just hit the uh, market for the new Juice X trailer. As I (laughs) joked in the uh, fan page earlier in the week um, that they were going to put out another video that had no gameplay... There we go, and they did exactly what I said they were going to do, but I have to say it looks awesome, like utterly fantastic. And um, we decided that we were going to show you guys um, it here on the show because it really is just that awesome. So with no further ado, Dave, can we grab that video up for people? 
I never asked for this. Wow, just wow. I mean, wow. I'm sorry, but I was a huge 2-6 fan. I did like... I love number one to pieces. Number two wasn't... Was a flawed game, but still fun to play through. And um, I am so excited about that. Just the visual style alone is, uh, is worth credit. Uh, I Dave, know, what but do you it, think? It, look, it, it looks fantastic. No surprise, because Square Enix are involved in there. The king of CG trailers. Mm. Uh, and the king of not showing you gameplay ever. <laughs> so... Um, uh, look, I, I don't know what to say as far as that goes. It's funny because we've got another video hopefully coming up later, which pretty much is is the same thing where it's it's all uh, CG and no gameplay. And I like seeing these because it's like a teaser trailer. They get you hyped up. But at the same time, I'm like, just give me <coughs> fucking three seconds of actual gameplay so I can see what the fuck it is I'm looking at, you know? that Because it, it just... I don't know. A lot of games have come out where all you see is a CG trailer up until release and you're just like... What, well, what still, it's now? a marketing strategy, and I'm not going to hate them for that because, like, I mean, certain games uh, can get away with, you know, visual style. Like, I mean, we we didn't see a lot of, um, you know, footage that was real on Killzone and sort of mm. until kind of right up until the point where we started to actually see the gameplay. Yet the buzz stayed there. And Look, I mean, I've never played one of these games. Like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the history and everything, mm. and I can see all the PC fucking people in the chat room jizzing all over the place at the mm. concept. And, and I have to say props to Flamarian for quite possibly the wrongest link I've ever seen for a video game <laughs> ever. Um, anyone, anyone in the chat room click on that because it's quite disturbing. It but, is extremely um, disturbing. I'm sure it will go over big in Japan. Uh, but yeah, that that was messed up. It kind of distracted me from half of the trailer. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is that?" All right. Anyway, listen. Um, that that was the trailer. Um, towards the end, uh, after about two or three more stories, we will show you one more uh, trailer that Dave found. Yes. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. Uh, um, well, I don't know. You need to ask Beardy Yon. Yeah, no, he's, yes. he's got it there. Uh, this was last minute, guys. If you're wondering why we're talking about it, yeah, well, yeah, yeah I've got it. I've got it. <laughs> it's cool. it's what I do. They have the whole show planned out, and then it like. You you know, five, five to, minutes five to eight, I, I, you know, explode a node on the internet and, uh, and just <laughs> say, hey, we should put this fucking trailer up. That'd be awesome. And uh, then give the finger to everyone who uses a PC. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, anyway. Well, oh, by um, the way, I heard a little bit just, just for Dave, actually, because we, we always rag on PCs and Macs and all this sort of stuff. You remember we were, we were uh, talking a little bit last week about, uh, you weren't here, Dave, but we were talking a little bit about the fact that Steam is coming to the Mac. Mm. And I found out a little bit more about that. Apparently, that's actually going to be a programming code that is going to be cross-platform. They're actually oh, wow. going to get everybody to recode these games so that they actually are cross-platform. Oh, wow. So it's go. a very interesting... So when this comes out, the games on Steam will be available on Mac. Look, I, I one have, by one, they're not all going to come out at once. I, I have come to terms with the fact that as much as I do despise and hate PC games, mm. uh, after having a, a lash of uh, StarCraft Two with Sido, uh, it, it is well worth a look. Mm. And uh, I may be actually playing a 
actual computer game. Hey, oh, there funny. you go. As opposed to consoles. So well, there yes, you go. Uh, Hell it's has the start of the apocalypse. Over. And um, I apologize to anybody who wants to go back for replay. For some reason, our recording just crapped itself again. Again? Yeah. Oh, well. Just now. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen, um, our next piece of news is, is interesting because it's sort of going to spark more of a discussion than the actual thing because, of course, this is rumor control again. And as I said before, I don't do rumors unless I think they're worthwhile. Um, this rumor came to us uh, over the last few days, which is saying a trusted source, and we won't go into any more depth than that, um, is reporting that Insomniac Games, the creators of yes. uh, Resistance, uh, Ratchet & Clank, um, uh, and quite a few other games, they, they were behind uh, uh, they uh, Sly? Did they, was that no, 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 that no, was, that was uh, um, Guys Did Infamous. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've, they've, look, they've, they've done a few games. Yeah, if you go back through the history... Was it Spy? Did they do that no, yeah, I, I believe it's Spiro the yeah. Greek dragon. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, uh, this company who has a long history of being PlayStation exclusive um, may be about to abandon the PlayStation world and go multi-platinum. Multi-platinum. Um, platinum. Multi-platinum. Um, guys, what do you think about this? Uh, I'm surprised it took them that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's been debunked because of... Uh, about two days ago, I was checking NeoGAF, mm. and the community manager from Insomniac actually posted a reply to the rumors. And he's like, guys, we, were we went through this two months ago. No, like three months ago, like three times. Do I really have to repeat myself again? Yeah. And then Ted Price came on as well, and he even said, yeah, we're not going multi-platform. Yeah, and you know what I'm so. predicting? Two months from now... Big announcement, multi-platform. Um, it, yeah, these, are, these rumors don't start from nowhere. Yeah, you don't know what to believe anymore. It's like yeah. when you go and see a, a, a new game, like, mm. like I did last week, and you, you ask you them questions about, about uh, you know, like, <laughs> is it going to have this, is it going to have that, and they're like, I cannot comment on this at that, uh, you know, at this time. And it's like, it means fucking yes. Yeah. <laughs> because if it didn't mean yes, you would just say no. Mm. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. They're not saying no comment. They're saying, no, it's not happening. Which yeah. is exactly what Square were doing with everyone going, oh, when's Final Fantasy Seven coming on PS3? And they're like, it's not happening. Yeah. Like five years. Yes, but it's, it's a difficult... Going, it yes, but again? Michael Jackson said he didn't play with little boys either. I mean, that's, oh, you know... There, there, oh, there, there is a way, there is a no, there's different levels of no here, you know? Yeah. You I didn't mean, know I was a ventriloquist, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that these sort of rumors, I mean, we've seen this so many times in the past. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget that Apple said when they first released the iPhone that it won't be 3G. Yeah. It won't be 3G because it sucks battery life away. A year later, a 3G version came you out. You know, I want people to come out and just say yes to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Is it going to have a space station attached to it? Fuck yes, it will. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> yes, it will. We're going to do that. Is, is it going to be able to, you know, drive a car home? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Why well, not? Look, um, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, whether or not it's going to be... Um, I think it all depends on contracts. It really doesn't come down to... I mean, it's in their interest to go multi-platform because they'll make a lot yeah. more money. And, it's all and multi-platinum. Do, it'll all be to do with contracts. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure with the Ratchet and Resistance series and all those, that belongs to Sony. I think mm. like it's under their name. Do people actually franchise. play those games? I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah, no, they do. They do. And they do? There's really? lots of there's lots of money in those games, and they are hellishly good fun. Wow. But, um, uh, more importantly, uh, I have to say on the on the subject of it, it would be really sad if this sort of stuff starts happening because PlayStation PlayStation's like the loyal um, the loyal boyfriend that keeps getting cheated on. I mean, they lost Konami um, <laughs> along the way. Yeah, but what did Konami ever do, really? Ace Combat. 
and and, and they lost that entirely. Like it didn't come, it didn't come out on PlayStation and Metal at all. Gear, whatever that you know. I don't really well, care yeah, about. Um, that's another interesting one, of course, with yeah. them now releasing um, uh, Metal Gear Solid on Xbox, which Kojima um, isn't even being a part of apparently. Which means exactly. it, will, it means it may be good. And, they might and not have as, guys walking as, around wiping their ass halfway through the fucking game. Nine-hour cutscenes, five-minute gameplay. <laughs> this summer. You know what? I, I would like to see Kojima and uh, Square Enix get together and make a game where you do nothing. And I think it's called Heavy Rain. Oh, it's going to be quite interesting. And there he goes. Yeah. You're just venting because you didn't get to do this last night. <laughs> I had to get a couple of ones in there. All right, guys. Well, um, look... I'm, I'm definitely going to say uh, we'll go with for now what Denny has said and the fact that this may be just a rumor and we may actually squash that but um, it is heavy hitting and I will be following up on this as best I can to be honest the most disappointing thing I heard from Insomniac was mm. uh, the latest Ratchet and Clank game A Crack in Time is their last 60 frames a second game yeah. they're going down to 30 frames which like from a tech perspective it's like man I love the silky smooth stuff yeah exactly like which and, sucks but us. then again it halves the amount of resources they need, so they, they have, like, so much more. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, but look at Uncharted 2. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, no. All right, yeah. fair call. Fair call. Yeah, no. It's all about compromise. Exactly. But still 60 frames. Mm. Well, look, anyway, uh, last news story is, is an interesting one. Listen, um, I grabbed this more because I found it fascinating. Um, did, uh, Denny, did you get a chance to have a look at this? Yeah. Um, Dave, do we have a picture to throw up while we talk? Okay, now, the thing that you're seeing on screen right now is a giant ball that sits on a stand, and basically... It's a giant blue ball. And you, you, you stand inside the ball, and you put on a pair of VR glasses, and you have a plastic shotgun, and you actually play a game. And walking around inside this you're ball... You're a giant hamster. <laughs> and much. it moves with you as you walk. Now, we've always had the one question that we wanted to know about VR, which is how would we get past the fact that you could never make it feel like you were walking? There was never a concept behind how would you get past that? And this is, in essence, exactly what we wanted. <laughs> Flurian said the giant hamster commander. <laughs> giant hamster commander. That will be the name of the game. However, um, uh, there has I just been... have this vision of guys like with VR goggles in a room just running into walls. Everyone's just like, <laughs> I've got him clear! Well, apparent, oh. apparently um, they, they, there was video attached to this yes. and they were saying that the guy that was doing it was having a lot of trouble doing the walking thing because he'd kind of get four or five steps and of yeah. course the ball continues to move. <laughs> so you'd kind of be walking and then kind of fall forwards and then roll. Um, I hate the wheels that you can get into the kids ones and run i've always suffered at those so i'm going to suck royally at this game but i'm um, still the concept I, is there it looks very user-friendly you can buy it now prototype twenty thousand dollars and you need a whole new house to fit it in <laughs> fan fucking tastic well listen um the the uh, actual thing was set up at the excalibur hotel in las vegas apparently there will be two of them um uh, actually there and they are planning to use them for a while and see how they run. So it will be interesting to see a uh, thing. Apparently the game is relatively simple. <laughs> it's a first-person shooter on an airport tarmac. And Cinecr basically Cinecr you shoot aliens. Cinecrome says, you can't repel awesome of this magnitude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. 
that's I, another t-shirt quote I've, I've got a feeling they'll be setting up multiplayer of this on a beach somewhere and uh, you'll just roll around and bump into each other and shit and then, then obviously one guy will get cast away at sea and, and then you'll get a coke because isn't that what the coke ad was <laughs> that's right <laughs> exactly it, it, it'll probably be the next coke ad um, I'm sure but uh, no, you know, know what they, next they Pepsi should... Max ad there that's what go. it'll there be you there you go. it'll, it'll start with him getting into it and playing the game and then it'll roll off the stand and he'll be playing it rolling down a street I, I just instantly thought at the beach it's CryEngine 4 we've got it so real you're actually in the ocean <laughs> <laughs> look at the water <laughs> um, yeah, right. every, every copy of the game comes with a guy in a bucket <laughs> you want interactive gameplay here you go enjoy it Alright, well look, anyway, I thought it was quite cool and it, it's, I always like to report on the, uh, the Stupidness Well, no, just the new concepts people are trying to develop Like, I mean, we laughed initially when we saw the first motion, motion controllers um, back, back when it was a glove <laughs> no. Known as the power glove Which <laughs> no involved glove, sticking no things love. all over your TV That would fall off constantly And the reaction speeds were so slow It was ridiculous but did, did it come with your own Fred Savage? That's what I want to know No, it didn't <laughs> But it was laughable at the time And now it's a mainstream thing in thousands, millions of houses. Much like Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Dave, we have another trailer. Would you like to tell people what we're going to watch? Uh, it's another trailer. Uh, of what, Dave? You, video what? games. Uh, what kind of video game, Dave? Awesome ones. Yeah. Uh, it's a new trailer for uh, Brink. Which is, uh, <laughs> I'm just making you. Suffer. I know, I know. You really are. Can we? Is this the CG one? Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's a look. Yeah. It's a pretty cool trailer. Um, the the only reason that I'm letting this one slide because we are a little uh, CG heavy this week is because I've already seen gameplay for Brink, and uh, it, it it this actually matches quite nicely with yeah, what I've seen so far. And to be honest, um, I, I was talking to Namco Bandai today, and uh, there's this whole up in the air with Bethesda and all of them. They don't know who's got Brink, if it's going to be, uh, was it O2A, or if it's going to be them. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on with this game. But uh, uh, I'm really excited about this. I like the fact that I think there's eight different classes that you can go through and try. Different missions and a ridiculous amount of customization. So um, uh, I think we should uh, just rule the Just one one quick mention for anybody who's listening to the audio. There's no dialogue in this. So just enjoy the music.
that is a freaking sweet trailer. For anyone that is listening to the audio, please go out and find that video. It is all CG, but it's kind of a breakup of all the classes and sort of runs you through the different and kinds the of And the actual people. game looks pretty close to that in gameplay from it what does. I've seen it so far. It won't be quite so acrobatic. It's 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 well, acrobatic. Well, it's it's got um it, it's got quite a it's the game Mirror's Edge wanted to be. Mm, yeah, exactly. or, or more the point the game Mirror's Edge should have been. And and uh, was it Dice who did that? Was it Dice? <laughs> well, I don't remember. One of them. Which game? Riffy Riffy Ducer in your chat room says Oh, it's actually spelt Brink. I thought you guys were slipping in and out of bad Asian accents. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't do English here. It's okay. No, it's it's it's, it's, it's Brink. Brink. Yeah. It's Brink. Um, <laughs> you go first, Dave. I, I just got stumped by a bit of English. Uh, look, I, I think the game's going to be uh, great, considering that it, it's quite a while off, and uh, I think. They were musing about Q4 this year, mm. uh, and I mean it's already looking that good. There's there's a couple of game uh, play videos out there, and it is very solid. Mm. You you can uh, you know climb up things, you can slide underneath things, but it still sticks with the first person. Uh, as I said, it's everything that uh, Mirror's Edge wanted to be. Uh, Dice would be shitting their hole right now, going, mm. "Man, we should have made that fucking game instead of the piece of shit game we made instead." Um, uh, and I might throw it back to you. Hey, it was great on PC, man. But uh, you have I'm seriously, online. people don't play PC games. You okay, uh, we'll come back. We'll come well, back to that soon. Um, or, uh, all right, guys, that's it for news. <laughs> We're done for news. We're going to move on. Uh, for people that are wondering what's coming out in the next few weeks, this week, of course, we have on the fourth. Well, we have apparently at the end of the week. Apparently, my dates have been wrong for this game. Um, I need to check my source. Which one? Um, which is Pokemon uh, Heart Gold and Silver. Apparently, this is coming out uh, either late this week or next week. You've got uh, a war dates are wrong. Friend too. of mine. Got his copy like a few days ago, like leaked early at his store in South Australia. Oh well, there you go. So yeah, it should be out. Yeah. So time. well, look, it's coming out very soon uh, for those that are Pokemon fans. Digi is going mental in the chat room. Yes, um, and nobody else cares. And 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 it doesn't. Uh, God of War is coming out on, on the eighteenth. On the eighteenth of uh, fuck this, yes. this month. And uh, I have it at home. And we have some very excited people looking forward to playing that. Uh, coming soon. I didn't put dates on these because um, they're they're both coming soon. But Metro this is, actually, is the 18th. Uh, Metro yeah. is the 18th as well. Um, and CNC four is also um, coming out. Nobody is uh, going to make you sweat. Yeah, doesn't doesn't really really no. interest me Metro, at all. Metro though, I've played it. It's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, me too, man. Yeah. We're Except all except it has a piss weak shotgun. Yeah. But besides that, it is. We, uh, it we is are all good. looking looks, forward um, to giving that a, a hell of a thrash, and we will definitely be talking about that. Amazing on PC, that's for sure. Yeah. Sorry, to, uh, running on DirectX 11, it's like oh, greatness. <laughs> yes, and uh, for digital in the chat room, yes, CNC four, really, yes, really. And um, I don't really from from the woman who's getting excited about fucking the eighteen thousand Pokemon game. Well, yeah, but in in defense, like the Pokemon games that at least stuck to something and and been reasonably good. Um, I thought the last um, CNC game was actually we have pictures. I feel dirty. All right, guys. Well, listen, that's it, and we're going to head into our actual review now, which is, of oh, course, right. Bad that's Company 2. Yeah, that's why we came we're here. We're reviewing. That's, that's, what we, that's what we're we here for. We thought we were just going to give each other shit for the entire show. No, but we're no, no. We, we're here again. for a point, Dave. We're here for a point, and we're wow. going to tell people Oh, not just that I haven't liked CNC since Generals. Love Generals. Okay. Great we'll game. We'll whisper on that one as well. <laughs> again, nobody plays PC games. No, on Mac, I play it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mac. Well, that's totally different. There you go. That's an awesome game. Moving along. Uh... 
Bad Company 2. Well, uh, for anyone that um, doesn't know the series, Battlefield started a while ago as an all-online game. It started with Battlefield 1943, which... uh, 1942, sorry, um, which I was a fan of at the time. I played that mainly at internet cafes because my computer wasn't good enough at the time, (laughs) and it was a lot of fun that way anyway because there were a lot of local people that I could kick into. Um, We then, of course, uh, moved forward. We will skip forward a couple of games. We had Vietnam, which was... Fantastic fun. Yeah. Um, then we went Did into Did you get to lose a lot? Oh, lots. Um, Battlefield uh, 2 then came out, which is still um, probably my favorite of the series. I slogged so many hours into that, I think my eyes started to bleed. <laughs> um, there were so many achievements. It was one of the first games to really kick off a huge achievement strain and actually give you rewards for it. Um, and it worked fantastically. It was really, really fun to try and aim for your next weapons. Uh, it was very squad-based. Uh, great overviews, uh, not only from squad base, but then all the way up to commander base, where you had people telling you what to do, and there was reasons to actually go forward and do those. Uh, and then, of course, we moved to Bad Company. Now, Bad Company was uh, awesome. There, there was twenty one forty two, but no one really talks I, about. I that. was skipping over that for a reason. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't, don't wasn't talking about that because I really don't think it was much of a muchness. Now. It did, however, come free when you pre-ordered when you pre-ordered Bad Company on Steam, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah, no one probably played that. Anyway, uh, we then had Bad Company. Now, Bad Company was awesome. The reason Bad Company was awesome was a destructible environments and b Gold Rush, which was, of mm. course, part of the beta and was the reason I went out and bought. Also this game. known as Jew Mode. <laughs> and basically, the aim of this was to fight your way forward and take. Um, box well actually destroy boxes of gold never quite understood that but anyway um, get to the boxes to of gold to avoid the unfortunate smelting accident <laughs> so you went in a straight line and basically you had one team trying to defend and one team trying to team trying to attack it worked really well because um, as the buildings got more and more destroyed it, it became more and more difficult to actually basically hold (laughs) the areas well find cover uh like i remember there's one level in particular which was in the desert where basically by the end of the first area if you could hold that for a long period of time there was nothing but kind of the corner of a top of a building and kind of like one part of a fence and that was kind of it and there's like six guys huddled behind a fence going so what do we do now um but anyway, Look, great I'll admit, fun. I was not a huge fan of the first one. Um, uh, I don't know, there was something about the control system I just found uh, clunky. Mm. Uh, this would be on console uh, for all the other people sitting there like, Pity Darth, am I in the mouth? Great. Yeah, fantastic. Good for you. Um, uh, I, I like the story. I like the idea. The destructible environments were great. It was one of the earlier games that actually had that mm. in the model. Um, it, it, it was kind of like a multiplayer version of Black. And uh, I got very excited about it, but I never actually finished it because the controls just pissed me off too much. Mm. Um, the new one is is quite fun. I've enjoyed it. I finished it today. Well, of course, um, we'll break into a, a little bit of analysis of what the actual game was. Uh, the, you start out as the character Marlo, which is one of four characters that will be following you around in the game. Uh, the storyline has absolutely nothing to do with the first one in a ridiculous level of overshadow where basically your characters are just 
together for reasons that are completely unknown because it can't be a prequel because Marlo kind of met them at the start of the first game so that wouldn't have worked it's obviously not afterwards because they left in the end of the first game with a giant crate of gold so obviously nothing happened there and well man look cocaine and hookers cost a lot of money yeah yeah but and I don't think you'd end up back in bad company in the army <clears throat> you'd probably end up in the stockade I'm just saying, stealing large amounts of gold and then going MIA, don't really think that would work. Anyway, the uh, game itself is is a really, really bad storyline. I'm going to start by kicking off with that. Uh, just painful levels of bad dialogue and cliches. But can, can I just interrupt, strangely enough, for a second? Um, you? Any of these games, uh, like a, a lot of people, and uh, this is not to have a go at what you said, but mm. every every time a first-person shooter or you know third-person or army game comes out, everyone's like, the story but is you shit. Don't need... It's like, you know what? All the stories are shit. No. When was the last time you played a first-person no. shooter and yeah. you sat there and went, my God, that Modern was Warfare a comprehensive... I'll oh, get fucked. I'm sorry, dude, but Modern Warfare 2 uh, Modern Warfare 2 was fucking... Crap, man! I was sitting there. Dude, just it going, may have been. It, it was well handled. I'm sorry. Um, I think you were well handling yourself. Anyway, uh, look seriously. I have <laughs> reasons to back up my statement for this, Dave. Which is that. I don't need um, reasons. Well, I. This is this is a review show, Dave. Is is that going to be a problem if I? If it's I not a problem. I, you know what I do. I just make loud comments with no backup. I that's, I know. That's what I know. I anyway, I'm going to continue what Please I was do. saying. Um, Hi, how's it going? Basically, the reason that I I had so much problem with this was that it wasn't sure what it wanted to be. Um, They tried in some instances to kind of tone down the comedy from the first one, but it actually made it worse because the connection between the characters was painful at times. And really, the only character I actually enjoyed, unfortunately, dies in the game. And um, was the helicopter pilot, which I thought was really, really fun. uh, the other characters are relatively stupid. The one thing that I thought was awesome, though, is the amount of times in this game they pay out Modern Warfare 2, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, the line that has been dropped in the chat room from Bagmup is one of my favorites, which is um, pussies with heart sensors, <laughs> which I thought was awesome. And my other favorite bit where you're riding on, the, uh, you're riding on uh, quad bikes Quads. down a hill, and they say, you know, I'd be so much better at this if I was riding a snowmobile, and they're like, snowmobiles are for pussies. <laughs> and I thought that was really well done. There's also one in there which is um, it only comes up sometimes in idle chatter but yeah. Haggard talks about it and he was like man I want to do that special forces shit where we infiltrate planes and kill guys with slow-mo pistol kills and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no that is uh, that is uh, I have to say uh, uh, no surprise I'm completely opposite with you on this I much prefer the story in this even though it was absolute shit and I'm not saying that it wasn't shit I still preferred it a lot more to Modern Warfare 2, and I preferred the gameplay a lot more than... Uh, I than won't Modern argue Warfare with you 2. on the gameplay. Uh, and um, uh, the reason was, for that, Dave? Well, I, I was watching um, uh, a video review of a, uh, from another website that will remain nameless, IGN.com, and uh, what they did was it was basically all the things that they were praising Modern Warfare 2 for, mm. they were bagging out Bad Company 2 for, the exact cool. same thing. And uh, it's just one of those things where, look, I don't care if it's short... But they, this seemed to have a little bit more of an idea of pacing issues. You didn't just have to run to a checkpoint and then you could get past 50 guys. You know, you actually had to kill people to get to the next section. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, the, the fact that you can destroy anything was great. I mean, I had, uh, like in uh, Snowblind, I had sections where I was just running with shaped charges. <laughs> Walking up to the back of houses like, click, click. 
kaboom! <laughs> and you guys flying out all over the place. Definitely change of pace to uh, the Modern Warfare style. Um, the other thing that I thought was really, really enjoyable about the um, gameplay was the fact that when you're actually playing through this game, uh, the desert levels were my favourite because the sections where the the um, weather around you would get so bad you actually can't see yeah. in the distance. Yeah. And for some reason, your enemies have ridiculous levels of... Uh, um, uh, of seeing ability that you have no access to, and you get shot from thousands of meters away it, through a snow, uh, through a snow or through a sandstorm, but worked really well to the point where you actually got very intensely scared at times and hid behind things until you could see just that little bit better, so that you could actually get some shots. It's off. funny because I remember when I got to the end of Modern Warfare Two, I was honestly sitting there going. I'm never going to play the single-player campaign mm. again. And and I can see the chat room, everyone's going dedicated services. We're not talking about multiplayer right now, we're just yep. talking about the single-player yep. campaign. Mm. You can all go ape shit about that in a minute. Mm. But um, uh, I, I sat there and I was like, I need heart medication to make it through a level in Modern Warfare 2. And uh, there were certain moments like Snowblind or, you know, because you've got uh, destructible environments, your cover disappears and it's this constant state of shit. You know, you'll be sitting there going, ah, ha, ha, try and get me from here and then a tank will just come out of nowhere and blow the shit out of a wall and you're like, ah, uh, I guess I must find cover elsewhere now. Mm. Uh, and, and the dust and everything, it frustrated me at the beginning and I was like, this game, shit, I hate it. And then after persevering through a couple more times, I was like, you know what, I'm kind of really liking this and there, there's, there's a, I mean, especially the sniper rifle, what is it, the M50? Oh, the, Jesus the M95. Fucking, oh, 95. <laughs> the um, the Barrett 50 the Cal tits. as a weapon uh, for anyone that um, will play this game is quite possibly the coolest weapon in a game ever. Um, it yeah. is a sniper rifle in real life, so powerful it has bullets about this long and for the chat room that's about the size of my hand. These bullets uh, will flick people backwards <laughs> in the game Two awesome effects, of which I have had more than one uh, great experience of literally punching giant holes through a wall mm. to kill someone. Uh, awesome, awesome fun. I believe um, uh, we will come back to later, but Dennis had many a fun experience, which I'm sure he will yeah. regale us for later. Um, the other thing I want to point out about this game is the scope of the levels. It's not tight and small like Modern Warfare is. There are huge levels, some of which, especially in the desert sections, where you will go around an entire map to have to do things, um, which I thought was a really fun experience to be in the same location and actually have to drive over large areas of nothingness mm. to actually get to the next point. Plus having like a little, uh, I guess you could say, mounted mortar or whatever it was mm. on the back of the Jeep. I just had my finger on fire and I was just like, everything must die. I was looking Trees, at houses. walls, yeah. houses, and, and it's, fences. It's such a difference to sit there and go, you know... I could jump out of my Jeep and stand behind it and sniper that guy in the tower. Or I could just lob 50,000 mortars at him and blow the whole fucking thing to buggery, <laughs> which is what I ended up doing again. I died so many times and I was just laughing the whole time. Like, this is good. Well, I found the game played a lot like Crisis when it first came out. It just had this really dynamic level of gameplay where it's mm. linear. Yeah. But the way you approach things is entirely different because there were moments where I was like, oh, I can just go in and sneak in and snipe people down. I'm like, fuck this. Grenade. Tube, 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 tube. Just As everything gets fucked up. Especially if you're right next to a supply drop. Mm. You just sit there and go, oh, hello, RPG. <laughs> and it's like seven yeah. shots. It's like, well, maybe I'll switch to this weapon with a grenade launcher. <laughs> Boom. And I was just leveling houses. It was. I actually went when you had the tank section. Mm. I must have been there for an hour, and I was just like, I'm fucking destroying every Look, single house here. I don't care what's going on. This is, this is, like, um, this is kind of 
the the heavy 80s brother of the first person shooter i mean this is literally bringing us back to the moments where to do a mission we would go literally like commando arnold schwarzenegger mm. movie and just destroy everything in the path we don't need storyline it's simpler if we just drive straight through here and destroy all the walls but i must admit like dave was saying it's a very strategic thing to actually do this sort of a thing because there are certain sections where i could run all the way around the side of a building yeah um coming through the front and have to fight my way up a set of stairs or I could blow a hole inside of the building and then just lob grenades through and try and kill everyone on the other side of the building. I had a couple of sections where there was a guy like in a... um it was, you know, he had like a, a machine gun with a shield on it, mm. and it was in a, in a mounted turret. And he was there, and he just raped me constantly. I died like 10, 15 times, and it was just shitting me. And there were all these houses alongside, and I just picked up an RPG and just blew a path through the houses, and then ended up flanking him through. And I had seriously like maybe a foot on each side of me, and I found a little crack in the wall between houses, and I just pulled out the M95. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> thank you. And I just—it was just like it was the most satisfying fucking headshot I think I've ever done in a game. I was just like, this is awesome. The fact that you can actually do this in a game, like for me, destructible environments are a game changer. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Uh, I think that the first bad company, Black to an extent, and Red Faction uh, Guerrilla, most people have just gone. They don't like it, or they just don't get it. And this is for me the future of gaming. This is the type of shit. That needs to be in every fucking game, you know. If 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 you can pick up something and do it in the real world, mm. you know, in war, not as in calling your friends on a mobile phone and bowling and taking a chick out. Yeah. Um, if you can do this type of shit in war, uh, I'd like to be able to see you do that in a video game that offers the All same right. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Look, um, I have to say that we definitely uh, have covered most of the good points of the game. Uh, it is uh, fantastically fun to play. Uh, if you can turn your brain off, as most you know, uh, action movies are. Um, the storyline uh, did bother me, and I just wanted to lead with that because I, um, I didn't enjoy the storyline. I actually found it so cliche, it was painful. But look, it's a small thing, and really, I mean, it didn't hinder my actual gameplay. But I'm going to come quickly and do just a few points because we are um, running heavy on time. I'm just going to say that if you guys want a few bad points the few things that really annoyed me about the game number one is it was nowhere near difficult enough on the hardest difficulty it is actually a breeze um the ai is pretty shit the ai is ridiculously shit to the point and it's difficult to do that this game is designed around a multiplayer environment and uh the single player units are pretty stupid their idea of going for cover usually involves them standing almost a meter out from it and actually just standing in the open. I respect that. Look, okay, look, they're tough. Yeah, that's fine. But um, they sit there and go, haha, you cannot hit me. But really? Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the counterpoint to this is the fact that it was uh, easy does not necessarily mean that I didn't struggle with this game. The reason I struggled with this game is it is glitchy as all hell. Um, on consoles, at least, I have had so many moments, it is, un- it is just uncanny. Um, I have had sections where I will run along and I will have enemies appear like next to me in actual gameplay time. I have had units disappear well, I was firing at them. I have had units walk through walls and through fences. I have seen that. I haven't had the other things that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no. I have had a few, you know... I, and uh, and I will also say issues. for anyone that's going to say that this may just be my console, I have actually tested this on two separate consoles. So I'm not just saying this as a, this happened with I'd, I'd like to say too, just, just as the resident shit gamer, mm. um, 
Like, I understand a lot of the time, not, probably 90% of the games that we talk about, you're just like, it was far too easy. It's like, mm. not every... And I'm not bagging on you. I'm just mm. saying not everybody has... No, your, I agree your, with you, ...your competition level of, of you Absolutely. know, game. Like, for me, I'm not saying that this was, you know, this was not Ninja Gaiden hard. Do you mm. know what I mean? It was not even close to that. I found it challenging. Mm. Uh, I still managed to rip through it in, I think, seven hours or something like yeah, yeah. that. But um, not not everyone is is able to breeze through a game on the hardest difficulty no, level. No, but Dave, with their uh, you shut. see the differences, man. Um, I understand what you're saying, and I respect the fact that not everyone is as good as gamer. But it's not difficult to add another level of difficulty or um, to try and create something that is a little harder. So what I'm saying is, next time at the GDC, I'll ask for a special Josh level. Yeah, just just <laughs> no, but just add. an insane or something like that. A, a level no, to a kind fair, of push a me. Fair call. Look, um, in modern warfare, um, I know that uh, veteran is always hard and always fun yeah. to play and I go into it uh, trying to challenge myself that's mm. the reason I go into it um, the hardest difficulty on this is not difficult enough so um, that's just a point I'd like well, to raise but we are running really really heavy on time one quick thing yeah. um, I do give him a bit of sorry so I just want to say too we're not that heavy on time man it's just about an hour a little well, over an hour yes but we also have an opinion piece um, there yeah, but we usually just, just let quick... that slide and let people talk about multiplayer. <laughs> can so. can, can Danny finish his comment? Quick thing on bad companies is AI. I kind of forgive them because of the fact that you can't really give them good AI pathfinding when the entire level when is the entire No, and yes, I completely understand. This also, is why. Yeah, um, I never got any glitches on the PC one. So okay, well, there you go. The PC, the PC and console thing must be different. Listen, um, I will say... Um, I will say that Denny is completely correct. Um, when you create a world this, um, this open and this... Uh, uh, changeable, I guess, in a way. Um, when you do that, you are going to suffer for a single-player campaign. This has always been Battlefield's problem, and they are getting better at this. So what we're going to do is did, we're I, going to stop reading on single-player, and we're going to go into multiplayer now. Dave, you had something they, to They add? just suggested, the chat room suggested, that you have um, you have a level where you get uh, one-hit kills for, on you, and you only have a paintball gun. And maybe that would be a little bit more challenging. Oh, I don't need that. I'll just take a spork. That'll be fine. Just I'll fight just, me. Exactly. Um, yeah, or I'll just go up against Denny. And Denny, listen, the reason we have you here, man, is because we're going to have a little bit of a yak about multiplayer. Yeah. And um, we decided, um, well, I decided when, when I was putting together the show notes for this week, um, we're going to extend it out into two pieces. We're going to talk a little bit about the multiplayer of Bad Company 2, and I'm going to get you to do an encapsulated review. Just try and make it five or ten minutes. Um, just give us a rundown, maybe a few examples of what is good. Tell us a bit about the actual um, experience itself and why it's, uh, you said, so much better better than modern warfare oh okay well because any game is um to start i've put 70 hours in this damn and the game's been out just game's been out just under two weeks sorry i had to get close hello there ladies (laughs) um yeah welcome to the denny hour my name is fernando anyway um yeah multiplayer i've put 70 (laughs) hours into it already i've lost sleep over this fucking thing and i have lost like countless hours of workflow for my tafe Mm-hmm. Um, because it is just really goddamn good. Um, okay. The PC one is the top one because of the fact that we do have 32 players as opposed to 24, and controls are much, much better. Yeah. That and we have the visual app, like upgrades, but um, pretty much how it works, we've got Conquest Mode back from the original Battlefields mm-hmm. where we take tickets and like one death equals a ticket and such. You've also got Rush, which is basically Gold Rush, but just called Rush, and you just keep going through the map, and it's just fucking crazy. Like... You've got your classes, you've got the engineer, the sniper, the assault, and the medic, and they all have their respective things. Um, just one quick thing, if you're a COD player and you go sniper and you sit there and snipe 
all fucking day. Get the fuck off Bad Company to go back to Modern <laughs> Warfare 2. I am yeah. so sick of seeing solo morons who can't shoot for shit. Mm. I kind of so, love, love Denny right now. I just, just had to interject for two seconds and I'll let him run back. But it's my biggest problem with playing online. And the chat room always asks me to come in and play with them. And the thing is, I don't like playing games like that because people don't follow the fucking, you know... They're playing Capture the Flag and people are just playing it like Deathmatch. It's like, yeah, exactly. it's, it's specifically geared for team-based play and I really dig that about it. Yeah. yeah, And yeah, the thing is with Bad Company is it's extremely team-oriented. Like, mm. you've got your mini squads in it just like in Killzone where you can make your small squads and spawn on your mates. And I've got mates who we, like I constantly play with and we work as a team. Um, I have unlocked everything in the game now. Mm. Absolutely everything. And now I'm just gold-starring things. Uh, the recon is really rewarding because the Barret is the last weapon you get. Nice. And it is very skill-based in how you snipe because at long range, the bullet actually has a drop-off. All bullets have projectile. Yeah. So no, if you see cool. someone running, you have to shoot ahead of them. Mm. The Barrett barely has a drop-off, and it's very powerful. When you actually see it hit someone, it goes through, and you see a part of the wall behind them shatter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, and uh, I've managed to take out choppers with the thing because it actually blasts through them. On hardcore mode, the thing actually takes off like a good 20, 30 damage. Wow. So you can actually knock down choppers. But um, yeah, like with recon, you go around, you can put motion mine assists down so you can help people see things before, like before they arrive. Mm. Um, you know, you can put C4 down so you can be an anti-vehicle class. Um, engineer, he repairs things. You can also drill people's faces in with the repair thing, which is great. I've done that many times, and wow. you see dust like shrivel off their face. It's great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, because... But uh, yeah, you've, you've also got your. Uh, you guys are creepy. Yeah, you've also got your RPG and stuff. Suck up, man. You know, in the engineer, you've got your anti-tank mines. Um, assault mm. is just ballistic. You just go crazy with the new, the new tube, which isn't really the kind of tube in Modern Warfare Two where it's like, "Hello, danger close. Fire one tube, eight kills. Harry out nuke <laughs> skills." <laughs> yeah. In this one, you actually have to aim pretty decently, and it's really good as well because it helps when you're getting shit on by a mortar strike from mm. some fucking recon from a mile away. You're stuck in a house getting mortared and your friend's just like, screw this, guys, blows a hole through the wall and you all jump out safely. Yeah, exactly. I've heard the... Because the, I haven't played multiplayer yet, but the respawn point is your squad leader, is that right? Yes, your entire squad, actually. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, like, it's just so dynamic in gameplay. It's got the whole atmospherics, just like in single player, where the desert level, like... Um, can't remember the name of it, but uh, the desert level actually makes it hard to see. So to snipe, you really need to be a good sniper. You mm. really, really need to be. I struggle to get headshots in this. Yeah, yeah. It is very hard, but like when you see a good sniper, I've seen a guy headshot a pilot out of an Apache. <laughs> that guy, I just walked up to the guy and just typed, dude, wow. Like, just, just wow. You see the thing fly into a tank, just explode. Everything explodes. A house collapses on three guys because of all these explosions. I'm like, you did that with one bullet. You know, like and I, that really is the difference between the two, isn't it? It's yeah. a much different experience, especially when you start putting... Um, uh, vehicles into it because you see um, basically what, are, what we're, what we're going to bridge this into now is we're just going to have a little bit of a talk about what makes great online games and what makes these iconic games that remain around for so long we will start by finishing up a little bit on this and then we'll sort of go back a bit in time <laughs> so um, the one thing I wanted to bring up is exactly what you said is that 
the difference between this and modern warfare and the reason that so many people are jumping across, apart from, of course, what we haven't talked about yet, which is the fact that we have Australian servers yes. for these games, Dedicated. which is huge for us. Because um, for anyone that's listening to this that is overseas, what you guys have to understand is when, uh, when you guys play, it's all well and great. When we play, it goes best server for Americans. So basically, when you jump into a chat room full of Australians, we lose the server and the game runs like shit. So it is really hard to get good games in Australia for Modern Warfare, whereas we have dedicated servers over here in Australia now for these games, and it is totally making the game more enjoyable. That is why a lot of people I know are switching over. Every MW person I have on my Xbox at the moment is now playing Bad Company, because the experience is so much more fun. But not only that, but because the game has changed for the exact reason that Denny pointed out, which is the fact that one bullet can change a game. That will never happen in Modern Warfare. Mm. You have to be an excellent shot, and there is no way to change that. Another interesting point that someone brought up at work um, today, and I love the man for uh, bringing this up because it is so true, is the thing that sucks about Modern Warfare is the game will never change. A person can spawn at the start of a match and throw a grenade and know exactly where the other team is going to spawn because it is always the same. It is encapsulated in an area and you know the safe places, the unsafe places to stand. You know where's a good place to hide. You know that the other team now knows if that person is good enough that you could be hiding in that area. So they fire in there before they even see it. Now the difference between that and Bad Company is nothing like that can happen in Bad Company. If you try and find a safe spot, they will blow up your safe spot. They will make it an unsafe place to be. If someone's trying to snipe out of a building, they know that they've got one to two shots before they need to run like a motherfucker because someone's going to roll a tank up on them. You've actually reminded me of one moment in the game which has stuck by me and literally had us all in tears Mm. on ventrilo when we were playing because we went to capture a point and as we caught it yeah. i heard a bullet whiz by me just mm. a beat like you, you know the sound of a sniper bullet when you yeah. start playing that game and the npcs react dynamically and one of the guys was like jesus fucking christ sniper and we all just kind of freaked out on the headset and yeah we all turned around instinctively took out our tubes and fired directly into one tower that was nearby and you just see six tubes just go <laughs> the whole thing blows up and you see this you see this one sniper just cartwheel out his corpse and we're like oh man but I mean that is the joy of this game is the fact that I just adore the fact that you have to be so much more of a strategic gamer blah, 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 blah. I'm swearing here but drinking before the show again really joy yeah yeah <laughs> um, you have to be so much more of a strategic gamer because it really does come down to the fact that when you're sniping you need to pull the one shot and be ready to roll because that may happen to you if you miss your if you miss your target and there's six of them there those six are going to react really dynamically (laughs) this this is the difference this is probably the only thing that i can throw into this because i've only experienced uh the modern warfare 2 with uh uh, Nacho, uh, incredibly hammered a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I watched him play for about three hours on PC. Yes, mm. don't die, everybody. But it was just, it was amazing to me because he'd be running around maps and he'd just be going like, shoot a guy here, shoot a guy there. Then he, there'd be a point and he would just, every time he ran past, lob a grenade. Yep. And it was just a camping point. And, and nine times out of ten, he would take some, he'd just be like, boom, running halfway down the road, three kills. Or whatever yeah. else. And you'd be like, I was like, but, what the fuck? What the fuck? What's going on here? And he's like, I knew that there would be people camping yeah, out there exactly. and everybody yeah. does the, that. Look, modern warfare is bad for this, but um, this does happen a lot. I mean, we go back through history and um, a lot of the best games that we have had have actually all experienced this problem. And it, it's about becoming elite 
um, in the game via knowing these sort of things. And um, to someone like Dave, who is uh, sort of new to the multiplayer world... It, N- new to multiplayer first person. Exactly. I, I will Sorry, be able to I, throw in when, uh, when we do... Sort of delve into the opinion part of it All right. uh, I, I can definitely throw well, in for Warhawk and stuff like exactly. that which I've played like 330 hours online so. yeah alright well look um, uh, to, to sort of bring it back to what I was talking about the there really is um, a real level of uh, professionalism that comes into these games a lot of the most popular um, online games that we will experience all have a certain level of elitism that you can reach in these games and it's interesting because that model has not been broken for years. It really has been, um, in essence, whether it be uh, one of the two games that we've really established um, throughout time, which sort of start with your modern warfare-style games, which are your realistic first-person shooters, which are the ones that it will be all about accurate aiming, um, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, examples of this, of course, are uh, modern warfare, um, uh, the Call of Duties before them, uh, then going back to Counter-Strike, which was all about the same sort of system, which is realistic shooting, knowing the uh, trajectory and throw pass of grenades, knowing how to use the locations of your team, and so on and so forth for this sort of a system. And then the uh, high-speed gaming, which we haven't really had a good um, step on um, very recently, which is, of course, Denny's very popular style of game, and I have seen Denny play, and he is insane at these kind of games, which are your Unreals, your Quakes and so on and so forth. And it's interesting to see Bad Company really step up because I believe, and anyone can quote me on this, I believe this could literally be a new step in game. We've seen this game before, but this is developing it much, much better. And it actually does split, in my opinion, from your realistic first-person shooters where you're no longer stuck with um, the two types. You kind of have a third almost uh, child out of kind of somewhere in between them because you have the speed... Um, of the the game, you have vehicles, which of course changes up, uh, but still the realism aspect of uh, the actual shooting and having to aim and so on and so forth. But then adding, as Dave was saying, what is one of the next steps of gaming, which is the environmental damage, really does branch into a whole new world because it changes the way. Professionalism comes from a person's ability to adapt to the situation as opposed to them knowing the paths that people will take. Well, well think about it. You like, Exactly what Denny said. You know, in, in other games, you'd sit there and somebody could camp in a window and if you were lucky enough, you could shoot out the window, hopefully lob a grenade and get that perfect arc in yep. there. Whereas in, in Bad Company, you can just sit there and go, well, there's six of us and we all have rocket launchers. Yeah. We can make our own fucking window, and away you go. And I mean, this this really appeals to me. This is probably going to be the first multiplayer game you're going to see me hit online for a long time. And uh, uh, what shout I'm... out to the chat room, of course. If you jump into the uh, the Facebook page, which we obviously have and will push later on in the game, um, I believe we might actually get some games going for this one. I think that's a great idea, man. I reckon um, it'd be yeah, really cool I'll to have a full play. on. And if any guys are PC gamers, I'll be happy to We've, play we've been watching, I mean, uh, I, I know a lot of the uh, Game Player Clan guys, uh, you know, uh, Cyrus Bagmup, Snake, and these guys were all dedicated for uh, COD 4, and uh, they played the shit out of it. And then when Modern Warfare came up, uh, 2 came up, they were all jumping on that. And I've noticed all of them immediately switching straight to Bad Company 2 yeah. uh, the second it comes out. And, and to me, it's just like, you know, if you've got people who have spent a lot of their time online playing multiplayer and they they are moving away from 
from Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it bodes very well for Rabbit. And, and I like seeing the little, well, not the little guy, but you know what I mean, like the underdog come through, give you something different, take a little bit of a chance. Mm. And uh, yeah. I, I think it, this is going to be a game that's played for a long time. Well, I, th- I mean, just to rant a little, the problem with Modern Warfare in general, this is a pet peeve that I've had for it for years now, is perks. I fucking hate perks. Mm. They change the dynamic of the game because it makes things unfair. Yeah. Because you've got your... Like, you had your equal playing ground with, like, Quake, Unreal, things like that. You had to know where your opponent is through sound. You had to track him Mm. through your own ability. Not through some fucking, oh, look, I have a heartbeat center. Look, a dot. I can see him. And if you have Ninja, you're fucking dead quiet. You cannot hear the person. Mm. Like, and they can literally sit in a corner if you're playing hardcore, which is usually the way you play one-on-ones. You can sit in a fucking corner forever Mm. and you will never, ever be seen. That's the problem with modern warfare. Well, in games like Quake and stuff, it was all about literally on the go. You have to know where your opponent is 100% of the time. I mean, I've played competitively. I've, I've entered tournaments, you know. I was second in Australia in Killzone 2 here. Yeah. I know my shit. And, yeah. like, it is intense when you get in there. You have to know where your opponent is. And Modern well, Warfare just fucks that completely. Exactly. And this is why I feel that Battlefield is such a breed of the two games. Because there's the speed and necessary um, nature of kind of being aware of your environment and your people as opposed to the professional um, first-person shooter that is the um, Modern Warfare style, which is that... It's more on instinct. You watch when people play these games at high speeds on a PC or something like that. They're reacting not to what's happening on screen, but more to what they know could be happening. And it's basically like pre-planning and pre-thought. And this is why you can never pick up a game like Modern Warfare in um, sort of a high-class match and just play. Because they're not playing to your ability. You can't be the guy that jumps in the tank and fucks everyone up by driving through an area or the guy that gets the rocket launcher and sits there spamming rockets. That guy can still kill you and quake. You still have to react to that. Whereas in these sort of games like the Modern Warfare and so on and so forth, that person's just going to come flying around the corner and be like, bang, you might be in that corner and you'll be dead because you will be in that corner. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is why I kind of like it. Um, any, uh, Any other opinions? Uh, we no, like, it's a big call, but best multiplayer of 2010, bar none. Oh, and also the best sound I have ever heard in any game. And I think uh, a lot of people are, are slipping past the graphics. I think uh, it's a really, really solid yeah, well, game. And I think it's a very, personally, I think it's a very pretty game. And uh, I've, I've been surprised, especially uh, some of the draw distances in a couple of the jungle maps and things like that. You're just like, wow, well, that I mean, just looks fucking amazing. Yeah, well, I'm running at um, high detail on PC and it looks fucking brilliant and um i mean tomorrow i'm actually picking up my new graphics card DirectX 11 mm. so i'm going to get the full potential of the thing and yeah the game already looks pretty goddamn stunning mm. it's not a crisis but it comes close and yeah it's really really good well look i just i just sort of throw in something from the from the chat room which is uh the game player uh, community are, are quite vocal and they said that they're going to uh they're happy to set up some games so uh what we might do is uh keep your eyes peeled on the fan page and uh i think perhaps in the next uh week maybe this weekend maybe next weekend uh, yeah. uh we'll all jump on sorry console only um <laughs> we'll we'll all jump on and, and have a lash and uh you can all look forward to just 
killing the shit out of me all the time because I'll be <laughs> I'll be the lowest rung on the ladder. So yes. <laughs> Den- Denny could host oh. a PC version though. Absolutely, yeah. if, if Denny if Denny wants to, I'm sure that uh, Nacho Justice, uh, even though he's not in the chat room now, he'll he'll come along because. Uh, uh, he's wanted to pick up a copy and then yep. have a lash at that. So uh, I've, been, I've been looking for a new game. This actually sounds like it could be the one. Yeah, just yeah. keep in mind, um, <laughs> if you play with me on PC, keep up. We do not <laughs> stop moving. We um, are. Denny very, does very not fast. suffer people very well, so um, it may Josh be an interesting. Very well it, it will be an interesting kind of uh, experience. But anyway, Marion's like, just asked: Does the PC version run through Steam? Uh, yes, it yes, does. Yes, it it is. does indeed, mate. Okay, cool. Uh, all right, guys, listen, we're going to move out and sort of head towards closing up the show now. A um, few things we want to cover. Number one is, of course, our local plugging. Uh, we are all about plugging people that are... Um, That's the- what I was about in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, we're, we are about, of course, plugging local sites. We are about plugging... Um, sort of people that are in our, um, you know, sort of uh, environment around us, people that are uh, like us, underground, and just looking for more people to join in. So, of course, every week we do this. Um, we're going to start, of course, by um, doing uh, someone who hasn't been here for two weeks, and I'm very upset with her, but um, we are, of course, talking about Games Prawn. Um, I, I do believe you mean Game Prawn. No, I'm sending people to the wrong place, Gameprawn.com. Dot fuck you. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www.gamepron.com. The lovely penis wrapped around the controller. It's, exactly. It's a, it's a great site. Um, they've just revamped um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it looks fantastic and they're very knowledgeable on what they talk about. He- feel free to head over there. Um, of course, uh, our other friends are, of course, at Oxygen, uh, which is the ex- uh, Oz... Xbox Community Gamer Network. Um, these guys do really, really good reviews, and of course, um, anything Xbox, this is the place to go. HTTP colon forward slash forward slash OXCGN.com. Um, head over that. It's uh, great fun um, to uh, talk to those guys every time I see them at an event. They're very nice guys and very, very, very fun. Um, of course, PalGN. Uh, we've been plugging this for a couple of weeks. We talked uh, earlier in uh, the show last week and, of course, uh, the shows before that about the fact that we don't currently have an R18 rating in Australia. Um, this is bad, of course, because uh, certain games miss out here and the ones that do can sometimes get censored. Um, they ran a recent discussion paper which was headed by um, EB Games um, and they had a situation called Grow Up. Grow Up was a little bit of a bad message to people because it was trying to push the concept that we deserve this. Um, Palgian has basically said don't stop now just because the uh, discussion paper is over. Um, we need people to come across that are not just gamers. So what they've set up is Everyone Plays. Everyone Plays um, is a situation where they're trying to push across the fact that gamers are not just these age and we need to protect the kids as well. Um, this is becoming more and more prevalent at the moment with uh, stuff that is currently happening, which we will actually talk about more next week. But basically, more ammunition has been handed to our local uh opposition, which is Michael Atkinson, who has um, actually had a situation happen where someone was sold a game which was not um, applicable for their age group. Um, It is very sad to see that this happens, but this is the exact reason why we need to push this more heavily. So if you are in your near gamer store or you are on the Palgian website, if you just click on the Everyone Plays section, they also have their own link at http colon forward slash forward slash www.everyoneplays.org.au. If you go there, these people... Um, are all about trying to push across the idea that we need to get this message out and we need to get 
um, proper people talking about this. So if you're just walking near a game store or you know someone that um, uh, wants to voice an opinion on this, please go to one of these places and drop a link. The other two places that we are going to advertise due to our recent collaborations um, are, of course, uh, Job um, works for uh, Game Arena, and Game Arena have their own podcast, which I believe Dave is going to be starring on this week. Am I yes, uh, just just uh, people who don't know, for the last month or so, I've started to write for Game Arena, and mm. this is an ongoing thing. Uh, I really dig what Job's doing over there. He, uh, uh, much like... Uh, Denny on Palgen is not afraid to speak his mind and throw, uh, I guess you could say, the usual scores out the window. And let's not say that he's doing it for sensational reasons. He's just doing it for, you know, he truly believes a, a game deserves this score. And he also supports people who write for him. So uh, Job's invited me to come on tomorrow night's show. So uh, I will be there and uh, I will be uh, making sure that their explicit content rating is fully used good for you dude as i do and uh, i do believe that in the coming weeks uh josh will be there as well uh Brutal. we're trying to set that one up uh i believe job's probably sent you an email already so okay. uh, Wonderful. uh yes there'll be a little bit of a cross promo going on there mm. all right guys um and of course the last one that i want to plug just because um i met these guys at um the monster hunter event this week and they're really really cool people and um they have a lot to say and um, I said that I would, of course, give them a bit of a plug in our show, which, of course, is the Australian Gamer Podcast. If you guys haven't seen them, they're one of the ones at the top of the uh, the list, um, usually constantly. Um, there wasn't, um, was it the Matt and Yug thing? Is Matt and Yug? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, what? Matt and Yug? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Um, uh, these guys are really, really good, and um, they were uh, very knowledgeable when I was talking to them. And uh, basically, we decided that we would do a bit of a shout-out to them, and they would do the same for us. And um, we have been talking about the possibility that we'll be doing some cross-collabing stuff as well. So that would be really fun. But other than that, um, uh, we're, of course, going to plug ourselves now, um, starting by, obviously, um, me and Dave. If you want to get in contact with us, the best place to go is the uh, Platforms Live page, which is uh, either available at facebook.com forward slash platforms live for our new people in the chat room that's what happens when you try to type things when you're drunk but the best way to look it up is just to Woo! search but is just to search uh in the search bar platforms in which facebook. will find no. uh, yes in in uh facebook which will uh find your way to this this is where we update everything and this is where we will be pushing our um we will be pushing our um first person console game that we will be playing of bad company uh, all the information will be up there for that, so make sure you guys go check it out. Um, apart from that, also, if you guys have iTunes, please just log in, go to search and type platforms, um, and uh, any of our other podcasts, we, which we will mention afterwards, and just give us whatever stars you like. Obviously, we would love it if you would do five, and written reviews are great, but um, just next time you're on there, please do that, and subscribing always helps as well. We love it when you guys do that. Um, okay, we're going to move into the other two podcasts, which will be later in the week. Um, we have a tech podcast, which goes out on Wednesday. This is all about um, tech um, in general, really, which is just basically... Basically, it's accessible tech. It's, it's uh, the idea of uh, making tech interesting to people who might be techs or non-techs. And, uh, exactly. Just kind of looking around at what's maybe, going maybe, on at the maybe. moment. Tech curious. Tech curious. <laughs> Multitextual. And, if, and, that, and that goes out at uh, 8 o'clock on Wednesdays. Uh, that's at night. It's also live. And we also have our great movie show, which goes out at um, uh, Saturdays at 12 o'clock. Um, we recently had um, 
Holly uh, McKay, McKay yeah. on the actual show. She is a Hollywood um, Fox News presenter. She was a darling of a girl, and it was really, really fun to have her on. Um, next, this and keep week listening. Coming, She's promising to Skype in on a regular basis. So awesome. It should be and kind I'm of fun. sure that you will have me off the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, um, uh, everyone remember that uh, this week we'll be doing Green Zone, which will be a lot of fun if you guys want to come Green across and see Zone. that. Oh, and we're and all, I'm very upset that I was not... And an action-oriented film. I was not included in this. Yeah, we're yeah. Sa- we're saving your goodness for Kickass. <laughs> we're saving your goodness for Kickass. We're also doing a, with Green Zone. We're also doing another retro review this week. Um, we're going to take a look. For one of uh, the listeners who's in the chat room right now actually put us onto it. Pop shot. You know who you're talking. Who you are. Um, we're going to be doing a retro review of Robert Altman's classic film Mash as well. So. Wonderful. Um, all right, guys. Well, listen, we're going to jet out. Um, if you guys have any feedback, uh, we have two feedback things. Uh, one, of course, is uh, the uh, actual email style, which is very simple to do, which is just go to uh, platforms at geekactually.com and drop us anything that you think uh, we should either change or something that you uh, liked about the show or want to comment on or maybe something you want us to do a review on. The other option for you guys is to uh, send us a voicemail. The voicemail is either Geek Actually, I believe, Dave. Is that right? Uh, the voicemail line is you can either do it uh, via Skype, which is Geek Actually, the username Skype, but you have to be approved, so it's actually easier just to use the number. Yep. And if you guys use the number, uh, it is 02801113167. And if you guys drop us a message, we may even read it out live on air, depending on its content. Uh, and apart from that, man, I'm pretty much sure that we are good to go. Dave, you, you got anything to say? Um, no. No? That's cool. All right, guys, we're going to hit off. Um, thanks again, Denny, for coming in, and um, uh, thanks, guys, including Dave, for doing this. Uh, if anybody's wondering about the video for this particular one, Ustream is giving us nothing with problems at the moment. So, uh, yes, to hell with them, and uh, thanks, anyway, for coming and watching the show. It's been fun. Thanks, guys. <laughs>